Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, today, we have a, two special panelists with us, Kisa Jackson, who's a retired U.S. Air Force veteran and family caregiver. Uh, Ke- she, after caring for her mother, who had stage 4 inoperable lung cancer, Keisha started learning about caregiver resources to share with other caregivers. And she also is accompanied by Loretta Woodard, who is a caregiver, author, motivational speaker, and trainer. Uh, quite a history of things. She's given over 300 speeches and presentations on dementia and caregiving. Um, in 2006, her mother was diagnosed with dementia, leading uh, Loretta to learn extensively about the disease. She and her mom have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Psychology Today, the Washington Post, and New York Times, AARP, Caregiver Stories, as well as a PBS special entitled Alzheimer's, The Caregiver's Perspective. In 2019, Loretta was selected as Trailblazer of the Year by John Hopkins Medicine. Quite an accomplishment. So y- welcome, welcome, welcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we're going to uh, talk about uh, this caregiver's issues. And uh, there, were t- there were a couple of questions that you know, I wanted to start off with. And one was, what advice would you give uh, to caregivers about being prepared for caregiving? And uh, so Keisha um, uh, or Loretta, who would like to start off? Hello, um, Dr. Arnold. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> uh, Very well. Good to be here today. Yeah, I wanted to bring have Loretta. Hey, Loretta, good to see you. Good to see <laughs> you. Thank you. I wanted to have Loretta on to talk a little bit about uh, her background, her experience, her mom, her dementia. Loretta is a person that, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what she goes through, you're going to see her smile. And there are a lot of people that's entering into the role of caregiving, um, dementia. You know, in our community, we are African-American and black community. We have a higher rate of dementia mm-hmm. than um, our white um, counterparts, per se. Yes. And so, but when you talk to Loretta, it's, um, she's just absolutely amazing to hear uh, a little bit about her background. She'll probably tell you a little bit about her story as she talked about, you know, being able yeah. to... Um, begin this journey of caregiving, which could be really, really helpful to a lot of people. And she may even talk about, I'm not sure, but at least some of the financial challenges that she had along the way. Yes. And she has a wonderful spirit. I can tell already. I'm looking at her face mm-hmm. smiling. <laughs> that is all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's such a good... <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, can you all hear me? Yes, we can. Very well. Okay, great. All right. So, yes, as the introduction says, uh, my mom was diagnosed in 2006. And I I tell you, it was such a shock (laughs) because, you know, my mom was 77. And I know that sounds like a, you know, if you're going to get it, you know, it's not a bad age to get it. But in my family, they lived so long. And uh, my great-grandmother lived alone when she was 100. And she lived to be 106. So when my mother was diagnosed at 77, my first thought was, "Uh uh-oh. And uh, so my first advice about being prepared 
for this disease and really any diseases to do all of the research that you possibly can do, learn everything, you know, about the disease. I've mm -hmm. delved into the stages and the symptoms of each thing. But I, I kind of did things out of order. So when Keisha mentioned finances, that should have been the first thing to do. So one of the things when I speak, I always tell families, especially um, African-American families, we want to have these family meetings way before you need it. So gather around one Sunday after church or something, and everybody talk about, you know, where do you want to be, you know, when you get old, for, for lack of a better way to put that. You know, who do you want to live Where do you want to live? And because a lot of times when we have guilt about we put our mom or dad or other loved one in some sort of facility, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I hope this person likes that, and we have a lot of guilt about doing that. But if we have discussions, while they are still able to participate in these discussions, then we don't have these kinds of things. Because if they say, oh, I want to live in Peachtree over there, well, we also have to look to examine, are there finances for you to live in Peachtree? I'd love to have you there. But if they're not financially able to do that, then we have to have a realistic discussion that maybe you can live on over here, which is, might be a, a little cheaper. And the other thing that comes up or should come up in these family meetings are who's going to be on this team? You might be able to take care of yourself right now and my mother could when she was diagnosed in 2006 she was going to exercise class and she made it downstairs to dinner and she did all those things but that only lasted a couple of years then you start running around at the last minute oh she couldn't find her way back to her apartment which happened to us she was sitting outside the dining hall which she had never done and then when you finally asked questions about why you were doing that it was because she couldn't remember where her what her apartment number was so had we as her kids had dialogue about where you wanted to go next, because there's always going to be a next. And so part of being prepared is what happens next. So I thought I had it all together. You know, she was in this place, and then I found a group home for her to go to. My mother made us sign a document that said we would never make her live with us, her kids. <laughs> 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 and so we're like, what? We're such fabulous people. I had no idea why you would think that. Right. And so we, uh, but we, you know, adhere to that. But we also were not, you know, really cognizant at all about what that was going to cost. So the first three years after I had to put my mom in this group home, and it was a fabulous place, you know, single family home, just six people, all with dementia sitting around this table. And they all told the same stories over and over. I mean, it was a hoot. And so she loved it, and she, you know, it was so great there. However, mm. when she ran out of money, mm. then you know, I was adding fifteen hundred dollars a month to her care. Now I would do anything for my mother, but I also realized I was going to have to work until she died. And she mm. just turned ninety-two last week. Woo oh, great! Congratulations. So she ain't going nowhere. Let's just say she ain't going nowhere. So we're going to, you know, do it. So. The other thing in terms of preparation, I would say, would be look at all financial options in the community where you live. Check the state, check the county, check all of those things so that you can get your name on these lists. Because I guess when my mother was first diagnosed, I was thinking incorrectly that I shouldn't sign up for any programs because she doesn't need it right now. Put your name on the list because mm -hmm. by the time they need it, you know, there's thousands mm -hmm. of people ahead of you. So I waited until... 2009 mm -hmm. to put her name on the list. And when I did so, there were 23,692 people on the list. Oh, and it took us eight years eight to years. make our way to the top of the list. Eight, year, eight years and six months to make it to the top of that list. And unfortunately, yeah. I mean, think about it. We are waiting either for all those people to die 
or their children come from North or South Carolina or wherever and say, Mom, are you coming home with us? Or they fall and break a hip and go into a nursing home, and that's a totally different category. Mm-hmm. So it took eight years and six months. So since that time, you know, I haven't had to pay, but I see so many other families struggling. When we were in the Wall Street Journal, we were in Barron's Financial Magazine a few weeks ago, and it's about all these baby boomers who are close to bankruptcy because they're caring for their parents or siblings or, or whatever. And, you know, we just have to do a better job of preparing. You know, back then when my mother was a federal government employee, you know, nobody could afford long-term care insurance. So it wasn't even anything we would consider, you know, back then. So now is the time to have these kind of family meetings and being prepared. And um, an elder care attorney who, you know, did a lot of my finances, I had her in this great group home, and I think I'm, you know, set to go. And he says, well, what happens next? I said, what do you mean? He says, Miss Mamie, who owned the group home, she was in her 80s. He's like, well, Miss Mamie ain't going to be here forever. What happens to you, you know, what, where, where did your mother go next? I'm thinking, hmm, didn't think about that. So now I say in my presentation, mm-hmm. have a plan and a backup plan. And plan so B. Be prepared <laughs> for everything and be ready for anything. Absolutely. So that's, you know, in terms of preparation, I learned so many lessons the hard way. And quite frankly, I wrote my book, Being My Mom's Mom, to pay for my mother's care. It's as simple as that. Ah. And so every speech I made the first four years and all of the sales from the book went to pay for my mom's care. And so it was what I thought to do. You know, you made me think about a few things. But one one thing is, um, you know, in that situation, we always talk about disability and long-term care insurance. Is that something Mm -hmm. that people should be thinking about, you know, um, especially if you have a family history of it? Because we know that there is a familial link, but there's also, you know, people just have it uh, sporadically, you know. So uh, what what do you think about, you know, getting involved with that? Do you think that's a benefit or? I think it definitely is. I mean, most of the people who have long-term care, you know, they do really well. I'm in a couple of support groups and I moderate a couple of others. And all of those folks who, you know, can afford these eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a month places uh, uh, certainly have, you know, the long-term care insurance and those kinds of things that, you know, you know, I would never have thought of, you know, long ago. And it's it's amazing how many of the places that I speak where I speak that I could never afford to put my mom. So it's it's mm-hmm. you know quite ex, you know quite extraordinary you know. Yeah, is, is but that, is that, but is, yeah, any program you can uh, get, I would say, sign up and do it now. I think that's fantastic. I mean, that's a really uh, golden nugget for everyone to listen to, is to make sure. You know, Doctor Arnold, uh, uh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. one of the challenges because you do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know how you say people there's a have and a have not. Mm-hmm. Right. I was just reading mm-hmm. an article the other day about someone very. Um, I won't say wealthy, but they had pretty good resources, and their parents have pretty good resources, but they wind up spending all of their resources because yeah. really they thought that their money would outlive that person, and right. it did not. Mm-hmm. And they wind they up not. bankrupt. And so you have that with the haves, and then if you look at the have-nots, and I'm not saying that to be uh, demeaning to anyone because there's a lot of things that I don't have. You don't even think about long-term care because you may be trying to put food on the table right. or do different right. other things. And right. so there's these two sides of it. You want to say long-term care, but your long-term care may be while you're in the home, what can I think of to help me to help take care of my parent? 
and hopefully there's the support group around you within your family, but then there's a single person or someone. So, so many different balls that are being juggled um, at that particular time. But I do recommend anyone, like uh, Loretta said, if you have the opportunity to look into resources in your local community or state to see if there's anything available to take advantage of it. And if you have something that you can set aside, if you could talk to an elder care attorney, that is just to talk to someone right away. It's no charge to that. Maybe later on, but just to talk to someone to kind of help you get wisdom and guidance, I would de- definitely recommend that. Yes. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. That is really true because we don't know all the laws. That's such a great point because we know, you know I didn't know anything about trust and all these kinds of things. And my uh, my sister had died years ago, and then uh, my husband died. And after my husband died, really suddenly, it was the elder care attorney who says, so what happens to your mother if something happens to you? And I couldn't answer that question. So what we did was we put my house in a trust. So if I got COVID and died or got hit by a bus tomorrow, the sale of my house would go to pay for my mom's care. I have a daughter, but she would be at the mall and my mother would be homeless. So, so, you know, we go do the trust first and I would pay for my mom. Then after my mom passed, then my daughter could get the rest of the money and go to the mall. I would never, ever have thought to put my house in the trust to, you know, make sure that if, you know, I got COVID or whatever, that she would be well taken care of. And so I'm, I'm all she has left. So that is the, the really significant piece. Because like Keisha mentioned, if you have a support team, so my team was just me, my sister, my husband, and now it's just me. So, uh, you know, who thought my mother would outlive either one of them? But she has. So it's, um, you know. Now I have to do all the planning and make sure she's well taken care of if something happened to me. Yeah, Loretta and, uh, you know, Keisha, I was wondering, you know, from Military Family Matters, I know you have a website. I'm wondering if there's any place that they can go to, either if you have uh, websites or telephone numbers people can get in contact with for, you know, just getting uh, on board with this issue, buying the book or, you know, getting uh, more informed. Because we have quite a few people who are suffering out there right now uh, with dementia and uh, Alzheimer's disease. Well, I'll say, and then I'll turn it over to Loretta. From the military perspective, always recommend the VA. Go to the VA first, whether some may say it's helpful or not. At least you get the education to know whether it's going to be helpful Mm -hmm. to to you or not. I always say that. I'll turn it over to Loretta because I'm sure she's very much more versed in those other areas than I am. So if they wanted to contact me directly, and it's it's interesting because I know people who have heard me speak think I'm absolutely crazy for giving out my cell phone number, but I give it out at every presentation because Mm. um, people are in need, especially since COVID's been around, and people, you know, can't take their mom or dad to the adult daycare place, and so, you know, I've been recommending resources and all kinds of things, activities, Mm -hmm. and I would say Mm. for, you know, any kind of caregiving, you know, situation that, um, you know, if they can't find something immediately at the VA, always look at um, AARP. Their caregiving uh, part of their website is phenomenal. They, there are thousands of people who sign up for their Alzheimer's and dementia caregiving group, and there's a family caregiver group, as it's called, and there are some other little segments of it. And they have phenomenal things. And it's a place where you can be free. It's a safe space where you can say whatever you want. This was the worst caregiving day of my life, and nobody's going to judge you. You can say whatever you want and, and feel, oh, Keisha had the same thing. And so, you know, you, you come to these things thinking you're all alone. So there is a lot of support out there. The problem sometimes is, you know, you don't know where to get it. So, you know, the first thing I always try to talk about is log on to those kind of places. If you just Google, you get on Facebook or any you know website and you just Google 
you know, support groups, or dementia, caregiving, whatever, all those things, you know, come up for information. And they have links to different things that you can find. And the Department of Aging, you know, is also another great place that, you know, the VA usually works closely with in terms of some of the programs in, in the community. So, you know, hopefully that helps as well. They yes. have really great insight into the um what they call waiver programs where there might be reduced rent and things like that. Uh, certainly uh, opportunities to get wheelchairs, walkers, all these things, uh, aids that you need as these diseases progress. And so, you know, if you don't have that, I tell people to, you know, make a, a caregiver notebook and put, you know, mom might not need a wheelchair today, but you don't want to wait till she falls down and then make a hundred calls trying to find one. And That's good right. luck finding that during COVID. Yes. So just, you know, having all these resources in your phone or something you can get in a hurry so that when something comes up, you know right where to go. Okay, we've run out of time, so I just want to thank you very much. Go to the VA, AARP, and Department on Aging to get some additional information. Just say very quickly the name of your book again. Being My Mom's Mom. Being My Mom's Mom. I'm going to look for that myself. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.